love it. I love it. All right, guys. What's going on? Welcome back to Macabre Masters. I am your boy, Pope, and I'm hanging out, of course, with Original Nick. And back and better than ever, of course, is our friend Noah. Hiya. Oh, our co-host Noah. Um, <laughs> just a friend. You know, he got, he got, I didn't pat- know we were just he, friends. He, <laughs> we he got that. past the initiation, man. We hazed him, and he's in now. He's a, he's one of the macabre masters. How you guys doing tonight? You having a good night so far? Doing fantastic tonight. Can't complain. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I'm doing awesome, too. Um, all right. So, guys, we are here to talk about a very funny, very interesting, very comedic, and just very lighthearted topic. That is, of course, the serial killer, Ed Gein. Um <laughs> Uh, so Ed Gein is a is a very famous serial killer. Um, I don't think he's maybe as famous as somebody like you know like Gacy or um, you know somebody along those lines, uh, or you know Hitler. You know Bundy. like people with huge body counts. But Gein is very well known, and as Noah is going to point out a little bit later in the episode, um, Gein was uh, had an influence on media, especially he kind of caught the imagination of uh, the people making movies and stuff in Hollywood. So. We're going to get into that a little bit later, but first thing we're going to do is a little bit of history on uh, Mr. Uh, Edward Theodore Gein. So um, I'm just going to start it off with uh, with that. Um, he was born in Plainsfield, Wisconsin. He's also known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. Um, he d- wasn't just a serial killer. He had a bunch of stuff that he did. Uh, he, was a, he was a body snatcher. So he would go to graveyards and he would exhume corpses and keep parts of them and use parts of them um, as trophies. And then he also was a murderer. And so um, the funny thing is, is he was a convict. He was being convicted as a serial killer, along with the, you know, the really fucked up stuff with the with the bodies that he would dig up. And he actually got uh, uh, an insanity plea. And he spent the rest of his life in a mental asylum, and he died of at seventy seven, hmm. of respiratory failure uh, in connection with lung cancer. Hmm. So he's not one of the dudes that like had a super dramatic situation where he was, um, you know, where he was, uh, he was stood trial, and they were like, "You're the the lowest of the low," and the hand the gavel gavel came down, and like he was, he was killed. Um, that didn't happen. He died at a pretty. He died at a later age than a lot of us that aren't in prison do. So he was apparently very taken care of. Now, the one thing I want to point out before we move on is actually what happened when he was arrested. So he was, he was a. Uh, the police basically raided his house, and they found this stuff. This is. I'm going to name this stuff off. Um. A decapitated body hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. Um, and the torso was dressed like a deer, which, for those of you who don't know, it means skinned and gutted. Um, had been shot, and then the mutilations were made after the death. This was determined by coroners. Um, searching the house, the authorities found, and this is from Wikipedia, so you guys can go look it up, whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket full of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedpost, female skulls with the top sawn off, bowls made of human skulls, a corset made of a female torso skin from shoulders to waist, leggings made from human leg skin, mask made from the skin of female heads, um, Mary Hogan, one of his victims, face mask in a paper bag. Um, so it was her face that he cut off and made into a mask. God, this is vicious. Um, Mary Hogan's skull in a box, 
Bernice Warden, another one of his victims, he killed two women. Uh, the entire head just hanging out in a burlap sap. Uh, her heart in a plastic bag. A nine vulva in a shoebox. A young girl's dress in the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old, so they were teenagers. Oh, God. A belt made from human female nipples. Four noses. A pair of lips. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face. And fingernails from female fingers. So you might notice that the female the victims were females mm-hmm. and even really with all the parts that he collected from corpses and stuff it really generally stuck to females um when gein was interviewed by um by investigators and by police the reason was because after his mom died um he missed her so much that he told them that he wanted to be her now this plays a little bit into once again the mm-hmm. hollywood thing and mm-hmm. you know that we're going to talk about but he wanted to crawl inside her skin. So what he was attempting to do was actually make a skin suit so that he could basically be his mom. Uh, and, of course, most of you horror fans out there, the first thing you'll think is Norman Bates. Um, his, uh, he, was, uh, he came from a deeper religious. His mom was deeply, deeply religious. And um, the thing that it reminded me of was actually Carrie, which I could not find any reference to hmm. Carrie being influenced by the life of Ed Gein. But uh, the mom just being hyper, hyper religious, and she would read Bible verses to him at night. And uh, I think he had a brother. He had a brother who which was his first murder. It is alleged. I don't think it's proven. And um, so a hyper religious mother, and they were very, very close. And then the brother died. And then when the mom died, he did like odd jobs and stuff and kept her rooms pristine, but the rest of the house mm-hmm. fell apart. And then eventually he got caught for his crimes. So um that's a really short version of kind of what happened with this guy and a lot of it a lot of the rest of the podcast will be analysis and kind of digging into it but i just wanted to get that kind of stuff out of the way the really the the moral here is that egging was a very disturbed person and i think there's a really good conversation to be had here about whether he deserved the death penalty for i mean he killed what three people something like that um two people confirmed and then one alleged i think um, but then digging up corpses is like a lot more it's a lot more disturbing than it is you know it's not like real violence and yeah. Edgeen also did not sexually assault the corpses um, that should oh, be really? known he was asked by investigators and he just recoiled in disgust um, he said they smelled too bad he draws so, the line um, somewhere You, I mean everybody does right and he was he's no exception so he was a really fucked up guy. And mm-hmm. like I said, like that that really begs the question was like, should he have been in a mental asylum or for his crimes of murdering people, should he have been put to death as so many other um, very famous serial killers are? Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, is it even... Like, would it even help to institutionalize him? I think that's the question that you like have to first think of is like, what what is the... What is gained by institutionalizing him? Ha, ah, gained. Um, sorry. What is gained? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. But, no, like, really, like, what is gained by institutionalizing him? Because, like, I mean, I think the idea is to kind of, you know, make his his mental state more um, stable and healthy. But, like, the dude's already super far gone. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not – I got to be honest. I don't know much about um, – um, institutions and and uh, organizations that take care of 
people who are extremely mentally ill like this gentleman uh, was but I mean wh- what how old was he when he was when he was caught he was he was I don't know the exact age but he's probably around 25 I think he was oh, really oh so he was pretty young okay I thought he was older maybe when he got 30 caught. I didn't know um, how maybe- uh let me. I, I don't want to give our audience bad information, but I just do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, it couldn't have been too long after he did the murders, and the murders were right after his mom died. Uh, he was yeah. born in 1906, and then the murders and stuff. And I, I am not 100% on that. I'm sorry. I don't have that information. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think that's just the question. Is like, what is what would be gained by institutionalizing him? Like. Are you going to try and make him a more, you know, f- a functional member of society? Like, because, I mean, someone like that, I don't know how much you can bring them back to, like, reality, you know? Because they're living in, like, a definitely a world where, you know, their actions don't have any consequences. And even though they do get institutional, or even though they do get arrested and, and, uh, and uh, you know, sent to prison, it's like, did he have much remorse over what he did? Or, like... Did, did he seem to uh, display any remorse? Not that I saw. Not that mm. I know of. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's an argument about this, Noah, and actually it's really interesting that you're kind of cracking it open. And the argument is actually where how much somebody's mental stability plays into the difference between crime and just bad acts brought on for by mental instability. And so what mm. you're, when you're saying... What do we gain by institutionalizing? Really what society gains is he's off the street. Whether it's in prison or mm-hmm. institutionalized, that's mm-hmm. what society gains. Gotcha. But I mean, the, the, que- institutionalized the question is... Institutionalized versus, like, my, my, th- my line of thinking was institutionalized versus imprisoned, you know? But yeah. I don't know. So the thing about it is, though, is this is a really an ongoing debate, and the best way to illustrate it is actually in the case of um, predators, Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically mm-hmm. child predators because child predators are sick mm-hmm. like that's just a fact of life they are sick and mm-hmm. so i'm not advocating for pity on people who assault younger people that's not what i'm saying here what i'm saying is is that people who think like that have a mental illness and mm-hmm. so it's really hard to accurately explain but it is something you can look into it that is a debate that's going on which is where is the line? Mm. Because if you are, it's like, it's because there's ways, if you're sick with AIDS and you give somebody AIDS, you're a murderer, right? That's without telling them. If you have mm-hmm. sex with somebody and you have AIDS and you give them AIDS and you do not tell them, you do get, uh, you're a murderer. That's how it works. You go to prison. Okay. But it's, if somebody's like so far zoned out that they don't even know what's going on, then it's, it's like they're not it, it's hard to convict them for a crime first of all because for a crime there's certain standards you have to meet it has to be mm-hmm. pre-planned it has to be intentional it has to be all this other stuff and it's really hard to prove that in court if the person is certifiably fucking insane yeah right mm-hmm. um but the other thing about it that's important to understand is that it's just it's such a complex issue like i i'm, I'm trying to like say it in a way that doesn't take me 27 hours i want you guys to get it word in edgewise but I don't know that necessarily. So we as a society, as people who kind of like have normal brains, mm-hmm. we th- we look at this and we say, okay, this person's a monster. They should die. 
it's not that simple. And remember that in most cases, the law is set up to preserve human life, not extinguish it. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at, is if you're looking at the preservation of human life, then uh, everyone from Edward Gein to uh, Predators, you want to try to preserve their existence on the planet. Mm -hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, what exactly constitutes a crime? And this stuff might necessarily not if he was insane, which Ed Gein, of course, was insane. Mm. Yeah. It might not constitute a crime because they might not have been able to control it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, put a, I put a lot of thought into that as well. Um, there's someone I like on YouTube. Her name is Shu on Head. And she, she talked about, she firmly believes that most people can be, uh, can be changed within, within reason. Um, not saying that every single predator... She believes that predators should not be killed, but should be uh, put into programs to help with the mental state. And I think that's part of the problem is something we didn't touch on whenever Noah was talking about, and you were talking about, Pope, is that the era that it was, was set in, um, from 1906 to 1984, that's the whole span of everything. And in the midst of his crimes, 50s, um, mental hospitals weren't set up super great. If you look at survivor accounts of people who uh, were beaten um, uh, electroshock therapy, stuff like that. So maybe in the scheme of things, if he, if we put it in modern day context, I think he could be saved now. I think he could have been preserved, and I think that the institutions now would be able to help him in America. Um, I'm not saying because I know there's people in China and Russia who are like in 1995, I was still getting electroshock therapy for touching my penis three times a day. Um, but in America now, I think that Ed Gein would be able to be, uh, within reason, more towards um, a normal uh, normal mindset. I think in the 50s, I don't think institutionalizing, probably death would be a little bit better for him um, if you look at some of the survivor accounts from mental institutions of the 1940s and 50s and 60s. So I think at some point there is a line... Because I firmly believe that people can be changed too. That's that is part of uh, Christianity is uh, pro life and pro life. Everyone always thinks pro life is you know just the abortion, but it it, it goes into uh, no death penalty. It goes into you know uh, preserving the human life. So I think that me personally, I think that something could have changed in him if he was now. I'm not sure about back in the fifties. Hmm. But I mean, I'm, then the thing is, is if you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Noah. Oh, no, you, you, if you have a more formulated thought, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you get him back to where he does have a mental state, like he is in kind of something resembling a normal mental state, mm-hmm. then here become, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Then the question becomes, do we hold him to, to account? For what for he what already he did? did? Yeah, that is that is part of – that is <laughs> – that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that yeah. that far ahead. Yeah, because does she show like, does he show remorse for the things that if he's already back to this normal state and he goes, whoa, shit, <laughs> I did that, really? Oh my gosh. Um, and there is something to say because I mean we've already seen this actually. Um, there's been a lot of people who have killed a lot of. Uh, there's another serial killer. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw Bailey Sarian talk about it. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Um, he Macabre went to- masters drink <laughs> take a shot every time. Uh- 
when you watch all the episodes, take a shot every time yeah. Nick mentions uh, Bailey's area. Just know um, that when he says Bailey, he's saying Bailey, like B A E. B A E. Bailey. There was there was a killer or a serial killer. I think it was just a regular killer. He went to prison and converted to Christianity. Um, but uh, part of the problem is we don't know personally if he actually went to uh you know christianity to get out of death row or if it was genuine or not so mm. that's part of the problem it's semantic not semantics but it's really hard to determine if someone's being honest or not because if we had yeah. he could be really faking it um and i think with the advent of more um more awareness for uh, mental illness uh i think i don't know it's really difficult to determine whether he should be held accountable or not. Yeah. You also run into the issue of like, do you want this person to suffer? Like, well, like then you run into the issue of like the whole death penalty. It's like a lot of people have a, have very strong feelings um, about it or against it. Like some people think that um, folks should uh, pay the price of these crimes with their life. But then some people are like, well, they should suffer in prison for as long as they can because that's what they deserve. And it's like, it opens up a whole big old can of worms. I don't know if we are, if we need to get into that subject today, but um, yeah, it is, it is a very interesting um, issue to, to kind of touch on regarding this uh, gentleman. I think I, I personally, I think that I don't want to like, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to get into it because the death penalty is a little political. Yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, that's not what that's not what Macabre Masters is here for. Mm-hmm. I will say, however, that if he would have been determined in the court of law to mm-hmm. have been worthy of the death penalty, I think that would have, you know, made sense. But um, yeah. they, yeah, that court found him to, you know, obviously be insane, and so that's kind of where that, kind of where that came from. Now, yeah, um, Nick, you actually did a uh, you looked into a little bit more in depth into the the visual side of this and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and to the kind of graphic side of it the more macabre aspects of it uh, did you uh what what did you get out of it because I didn't look at it and I don't think Noah did either so when it comes to uh the pictures they're macabre yes but not in a way that uh makes sense you know because you're sitting there and you're thinking there's no way that's a human being there's no way that was a human being um even see even uh and we're not going to do this on ours uh, out of respect for the families or any you know families of the victims or whatever but i love bailey but she put one of the pictures of one of the items that he put in her thumbnail Uh, a lot of people Mm -hmm. a lot of the girls who put their makeup they put the items they look very cartoony i don't know how to describe it without showing it um you know when you talked about the belt made out of uh female nipples i saw that and they look they look plasticky and leathery and that's part of the problem with uh you know we we always see humans this way um or if you're a firefighter or you know every time (laughs) take a shot every time nick says firefighter uh you see dead people fresh um but seeing a a human that has been dried out uh, and made into a chair it, it wasn't as graphic as they make it seem like it wasn't a whole chair the bones and everything he just mm-hmm. took someone's like part of their side or something or their stomach and stretched it out over just the seat area so it was a regular chair with the seat he made the lampshade you know you can see the part of the face 
Uh, he made gloves out of someone's uh, skin, and it just looks like regular gloves. The belt was the really goofy one because it's an actual, it's just a bunch of nipples. Uh, there's like an apron, uh, an apron that he had with female breasts on it. Um, and I think it opened up um, something that I wasn't expecting. So I was telling uh, Pope and Noah something that scared me more than uh, seeing the, you know, the people, you know, the the most famous picture is of his, I think it's his final victim. Um, she was decapitated, the one that uh, Pope talked about where she was upside down like a deer. She had her arms and legs oh, she was to a post. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that picture. She was decapitated from, and then from her neck down to her uh, pelvis area was split open and she was drying out. Um, the, and I told Pope that that was the scariest thing to me was not the dead body, not seeing someone dried out, seeing a, a body and a, a head in a bag. What I saw was people made an exact replica of that picture, but they drew it. So that that's what scared me more was someone sat there and studied this image long enough to be able to sit there and draw it uh, or copy it or trace it. They found it that interesting. Um, people have been making sick jokes and i think it's kind of funny that one th this part where people are making like a full faux leather jacket out of like human parts i'm doing quotes in the video version where uh they take like fake leather and make something that looks like a human um so there's it's had a lot of inspiration i know no will go into the inspiration it's had on uh media but it's had a, a big impact on um with how people are creating things because they're like, Ooh, I'm inspired to now make a fake face on a wallet. Um, so mm. I th that's what scared me more was, I mean, I saw someone's face dried up and that wasn't as scary as someone who redrew a picture. And that's, that's what freaked me. I freaked myself out. Cause I was like, why would I be scared of someone else drawing this horrific thing? Mm. Yeah. Okay. We've seen that with, with other people too. They, uh, they send like love letters to other serial killers in jail. Uh, people have gone to see Marilyn Manson in prison, or not Marilyn Charles Manson. Manson. <laughs> Charles Although Manson. Although it's going to be pretty soon before Marilyn Manson is going to be in prison, guys. Uh, but like you know what I'm Simpsons saying. Prediction. <laughs> you know, people fetishize and worship and idolize serial killers. I think that's really weird to me. I don't get it. Yeah. I kind of see what you're talking about, like the the attention to detail and care put into like recreations of the the horrors are is almost more horrific than the horrors itself. Like I I see what you mean. I I personally haven't looked at any of the photos because that's not something I need like burned into my brain. I'm good, thanks. Um, even though it might not be like it might yeah. be so far removed from our reality that it doesn't even seem real. Mm -hmm. Um, I still you know I. I'm good. I'm not shaming you for. I'm not no, shaming no, anybody yeah. for looking for at the sure. pictures. It's just like, for me personally, I, I don't think I would do. Uh, I don't yeah. think I would do well for that with that. But um, I did it for research either. purposes, and um, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say the f f word again, but I do want to be a firefighter, and they make you watch uh, far worse things, far far mm. worse things than that. So, mm. you know, yeah. I know. So, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gein, uh, do you actually you actually Nick uh, brought this up a little bit earlier in a way, and that is actually the uh, the role of Christianity 
And so, um, obviously, mm-hmm. um, when you're referring to, you're referring to the idea that, generally speaking, Christianity is a pro-life organization. Should be. Should be. Um, and yeah, I, once again, not getting political. Um, generally speaking, it's a, it's a, it's for the protection of life, just like mm-hmm. the law is. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, um, well, Ed Gein's mother, who he absolutely adored, was deeply, deeply religious and raised mm-hmm. him deeply religious. And so I wonder, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to point the finger at yeah. religion or at God or. Uh, anything like that. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want it to come off this way. But I do think it's interesting because a lot of religious belief revolves around repression, and mm. so I wonder if he was just so repressed growing up that it's one of the things that kind of caused him to crack. And then the other question is kind of how he could square the circle between his religious beliefs, which presumably he got from his mom, mm-hmm. and then also the horrible horrible stuff that he did i mean it's like the fourth commandment i mean the first commandment is don't worship other gods you know mm. so it's like the fourth or fifth commandment do not kill um i mean do you guys do you guys think that the the aspect of his mom's religion i mean guys she was mad religious like she was like she read bible verses to them every night but the books that she chose she read from like revelations and shit right so she wasn't reading about adam and freaking eve in the garden of eden she was reading revelations to these kids mm. him and his brother so i can kind of shed some light into this i guess i mean growing up religious and well first baptist um and then uh church of god and now new catholic i'm gonna call it new catholic under pope francis i don't i think old catholic is different uh with pope john paul and before um the second jump on second i think my mom even did this for me i think it depends on the parent i don't think it's necessarily the religion itself i think it's the links that some people go within that religion personally speaking i'm sure that i'm this just originally put it out there my mom used to read me a couple of bible stories when i was growing up i love veggie tales but my mom also let me watch harry potter and i went to christian school but my mom let me watch harry potter and let me play with pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards there were some moms who were like, you ain't playing no Pokemon. There's evolution in there. And they would read them the weirder stories and stuff. And no Harry Potter. That's witchcraft and wizardry. No thank you. And those kids all grew up to be weird. Pregnant at 16. I mean, that's just not not to be sh- shooting at anyone like that. But, and, you know, turning to things that aren't particularly good for young people. Um I think it just depends on the links that the parents go. Like we we're saying with Ed Gein, she's reading weird shit to him uh, that I would say you should probably save for when you're older and can understand. Um, and I think, especially fundamental Baptists, fundamental Baptists, there's, you know, you got a dress code you got to go to. And I think now with, uh, in Catholicism, you know, they, they make you choose whether you want to stay or not. That's what you're, uh, confirmation is so i think it depends on which denomination too does it say which one uh that did we know which uh denomination he was in no but i'm gonna go ahead and make the assumption that it's probably southern baptist or probably some protestant southern baptist some some protestant i mean it's it's some product some protestant denomination might not have been baptist but um so uh, that's just that's just my two senses i think it depends 
So I don't think it's necessarily religion itself. People always blame religion, but I think it's the lengths of the parents within those uh, said religions that kind of take it overboard. Because you could have a mom like me who's like, yo, hey, here's some Harry Potter and you're six years old. Here's some Indiana Jones, some Star Wars. When you watch Blues Brothers when you're 10, go for it. <laughs> I mean, I was I was raised religious too, and my mom never read me stories, but I went to Bible, I went to like uh, Bible camps and like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. And I just grew up to be a 35 year old man that sells a cult clothing and calls myself Pope. So think, take it what you will. I mean, my mom was like, my mom was never one of those. If the doors are that open, was meant to be funny, going. Nick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like. My, some people like their moms are like their parents are like if the doors are open you're going to church if you're sick you got to go and i think that puts like a mental thing on them like oh my gosh i always have to go to church and when i'm sick that sucks um then you get burnout so luckily my mom was like oh you're sick you know if you want to go you can if not stay home we'll go next time that sort of thing um well, so I, she took it even further like it was like the like the idea that for example all women um, were evil except for were her. evil except for her and that's, that's something that he was raised with as well that so i would never in my, a million trillion years try to say that any religious belief is completely damaging or that is completely bad although there are some religions that i do think have their problems but that's for another podcast um but i will say is there are beliefs within them on extremists levels Mm -hmm. that are just unilaterally bad Mm -hmm. and the idea that women are evil is a very deeply ingrained extremist religion idea there's a lot of subcontext in the bible that says stuff like this but i like to think that we've moved past that as a society Mm -hmm. um but it's deeply deeply harmful to a person's ability to adapt and to live normal to feel like anybody in the human race of just like a, a broad picture so white people black people male female um are evil gay straight they're evil um like that kind of broad painted picture because obviously first of all it's completely untrue you go out in the world for 12 seconds and you realize that not every you know person of a certain race is evil mm-hmm. but then the reason that people do that is because if you raise your little boy who adores you to think that all other women are bad or evil, then Mm. that little boy is never going to leave. Mm. And that's cool for you. Mm. But then when you go and fucking croak, the rest of the world has a problem when he kills a bunch of women and digs them up in order to make a skin outfit. Make a you. Yeah. I think like one thing that is also um, interesting or just like, it's probably good to note is that like, I don't know how yeah these pe- this this woman was probably ultra religious but she was also probably kind of nuts too cuz like that belief of like all women are evil except for me that's not really biblical that's just her being crazy like it kind of reminds me of do you guys remember um uh when there was a story that came out uh, there was recently a doc or I think last year a documentary or a docu series came out about it just kind of documenting what was going on with these young women but like or these young people but basically there were these two parents who had like 15 or 20 kids like locked up in a house uh they were their own kids these and uh in like um in like Riverside County in in LA um or not county but ri- like the Riverside area in in uh in Southern California um, and like these people were also ultra religious, but they were like 
chaining up their kids and they were like abusing them not sexually but just like physically abusing them and it's just like it's it goes to like when ultra religious people do like crazy shit that's not even like religion at that point they've like created their own religion you know they're like taking christianity and like totally warping it and crushing it to fit their own weird hellhole that they live in you know and it's perverting they're perverting yeah yeah oh they're yeah they're just take a massive dump on it even though they think they're making it better or whatever it's like mm-hmm. yeah and so i mean like i grew up religious like i you know my parents are religious you know i i consider myself to be um uh, spiritual at least and um I, I i'm very very well acquainted with you know specifically christianity so like i know when things are wacky and shit like that's wacky you know so i think that's also a, it's a good thing to point out because it's like this one lady wasn't just a christian she was just nuts like you know mm-hmm. it kind of i hadn't a bad even considered that she might have been I, I like literally had not considered like that she might have been mentally unstable herself i mean it it would uh, make sense i mean i oh well to be fair i don't know because i didn't yeah. do much research but it only i mean it just makes sense, sense you know? it, it makes sense for her to be you know, for it, anybody to say stuff like that thing we could, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's probably been like studies out there where a modern psychologist has gone through and been like, yeah, she's just schizophrenic, uh, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but I think in the context of mental illness wasn't super, you know, thought of in the 1950s. I think the most yeah. you got was PTSD coming out in like World War II or shell shock from the World War One, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a thing. You know, you're just a pussy if you're if you're scared from coming back from the war from the first one. So yeah. I don't know. And also, you know, uh, I think it's relatively recent. Um, I think another part of it is um, with mental illness, there's also been like uh, a thing for men. There's another double standard for men where they can't show emotions. And if you do have a mental illness as a man, you know, you're just a pussy. There's something wrong with you. Uh, and it's not recently. It's fine. You know, yeah. men are now oh, yeah. opening up and now you can be a man and be like, yeah, I got PTSD from whatever it was um yeah so i think it was also like my my thing is it just gives it comes down to the the time that he was uh, yeah. committing these it's, crimes and he's definitely like a product of his environment both like time lies time line mm-hmm. wise and like just how he was raised you know mm-hmm. well or also so don't it forget seems. like i didn't mention it earlier but um he was also he didn't really have any male example in his life his dad mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, his dad was an alcoholic. Um, yes, and I'm a, reading that uh, right now. He like died of his alcoholism. Yeah, he died of alcoholism, and he was a uh, he was like he was a a waste of space. Like he couldn't hold down a job and just move them around all the time, just like a complete shit bag. And so that's the male person that Ed Gein had to model himself after. And then on top of that, having a mom who was you know pretty extremist in her religious beliefs. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that that stuff is going to like always be a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, but I will say that it's definitely not exactly shocking. Yeah. You know, um, I mean like to, to give, to back up your point, like when you're talking about the, the young, uh, individual, the, the kids of this, of this, uh, of this family from Riverside, like they seem to be like the, 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 two girls who have kind of like gone public about stuff and like been approached by the media and been very like open about what's happening. They seem to have adjusted very well um, to society and stuff. And as far as we know, they're not murderers, you know? So like you can definitely like Mm -hmm. move past your, your shitty upbringing um, regardless of how 
bad it is but it's just like especially when you have mental instability i can't imagine that that's uh, a good combination it's just overall like there's there's many layers when you're talking about something like this and we're gonna talk about other serial killers too mm-hmm. and the thing about them is a lot of serial killers were raised perfectly normal and they just yeah. are they're just monsters um yeah sometimes th- like, there's no again, explanation Mm-hmm. somebody like Gacy, you know, just a monster, you know, but yeah. the, in the Ed Gein thing, one thing that makes it special or not special. Well, yeah. Special is that there's layers that are actually, yeah. Unique that are, there's layers that are actually sad. Like oh, yeah. it's actually sad. Like, yeah. He, like this dude had, like didn't have his dad around. And then this yeah. dude had a mom who was like that. And then he missed her so much that he went to these extreme links in order to feel some kind of connection with her after her death. Mm. And I, I just, I, there is an argument to be had, like, because the other layer of sadness is the victims who, mm. you know, yeah. they didn't deserve what they got. You know, the families of those victims didn't deserve what they got. Ed Gein went on to be one of the most famous serial killers ever. And that's something that the families of the victims will have to live with for the rest yeah. of their family line, you know? And it's, uh, but it's also Gein himself, who was, as far as I can tell, just a really sad dude. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be like, you gotta be just like pathetic to sorry. do things like this. I'm so sorry, you know? I'm not laughing at you. I, I really <laughs> no, apologize. Don't. You're good. Sorry. I have like my a... face, bro. No, it's my face. I get it. No. It's okay. I, I'm 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 paying attention. <laughs> But I also have the game awards in the background muted. Oh my so gosh. I'm just like looking at the chat. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm sitting and here like chat. giving a dissertation on people's No, I am paying attention, trust me, but the chat is like saying stupid shit and it's just like cracking mm. me up. Well, it's the game awards. What do you expect? Well, I exactly. right. it's dumb. It's All right, so I can't keep I can't keep Noah's attention. So what no, we're going to do can. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you so, guys. I just wanted to explain He's got to talk about he has to explain his his portion of the I, I just I didn't want to look like a dick laughing at like a serious subject. So we talked we talked about Gein's history and kind of <laughs> did a little bit of analysis on it. But now what I want to talk about is actually the rest of history. So uh, Gein died at the age of 77 mm. in uh, 1984. So a few years before actually I was born mm. um, and a, a many few years bef- before YouTube whippersnappers <laughs> were born. That's um, 11 years. Yeah, 11, 11 I can't do the math in my head, but it would. I think it's sixteen. Uh, yeah, see, right there. You know, like so, like between the time that Ed Gein died and 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 you were born, like a kid could uh, get their get their uh, their driver's license or at least their kind of starter's license. Okay, like I want you just to think about that. Okay, it's like when people tell you that in two thousand, you know, they, they were born in two thousand. Yeah. Now they can like buy alcohol. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just like, that was weird to me. Even though my weird. sister was like one of my sisters was born in two thousand, it still freaks me out. It's like anybody, like anybody born in two thousand is now like able to. It's like what the fuck already anybody Gosh. born in 2000 is now serial killers nuts. Oh, um my God. people who have the so, two zero in their first number of their year can be are like older than 18 you're like oh god that's weird yeah it's that's it's strange. a little odd time time is just weird like that but um so ed gein as we've alluded to this entire episode ed gein has uh kind of caught the imagination of a lot of people and um 
like a lot of serial killers, as Nick mentioned, like serial killers have fan clubs and you have people that marry them when they're in prison. They have all this crazy shit happen. But Ed Gein actually has the distinction of a lot of movies and portrayals mm. being either directly or indirectly based on them. Mm-hmm. Now, what Noah did was Noah actually went and looked into this a little bit so that he mm-hmm. could, you know, kind of get us up to speed if we were going to go check out the movie history of Ed Gein, where we could start. So, uh, Noah, this is your time. Um, definitely the first one and the most, uh, not common, but the first one that would come to anybody's mind also happened to be the first one that was made that was heavily inspired by Ed Gein's story is Psycho, um, which was made by Alfred, Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock. I think it was in the 60s sometime. I actually don't remember when it came out. Um, I, I can't. I could look that up right now. But um, but Psycho is just like everybody knows. I mean, this is all one huge spoiler alert. Oh, it was actually 1960. Um, but one huge spoiler alert, uh, just FYI. If you haven't seen Psycho, please go watch it because it is yeah. my favorite film of For all sure. time. Um, it's a classic. And I'm not even joking. Like I love that film so much. Not because it's like messed up, but just because like – for, I mean, just a quick little, just a quick little thing about me is like, I think it was the first R-rated movie I saw. My dad showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" And then like, Whoa. I had no idea. I didn't expect the twist, so I was just like shocked. Um, but basically, like Norman Bates, it's a very similar, well, similar enough situation to to uh, Gain or Gein, uh, where basically like his mom dies, and so he assumes the role of his mother in a different way. He more it's more of like a um, uh, dress and wig type situation. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I believe it's not considered it's not considered multiple personality disorder. I believe the correct term nowadays would be um, dissociative identity disorder (DID). Mm. Uh, dissociative, whatever, however you say that. Anyways, but um, so basically, like he, in order to keep his mom alive, like so to speak, he kind of became his mother, and so he acted the part of his mother as well as acting the part of himself. And um, his mom was very oppressive towards him. Um, And so like whenever he had like, you know, lustful desires for women, um, he, uh, I don't know if it's, um, I can't remember if it's said whether he's killed multiple people, but he definitely kills one person in the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the famous shower scene. Actually, he kills two people. Um, yeah, he kills he kills uh, the the young woman who stays at his yeah. his uh, hotel or his motel, but he also kills the detective. But he kills the lady in the motel because like there's this fight in his mind about like his mother should be the one who's taking you know his up his time and, and attention, not like this other woman who's he's like obsessing over. Um, so that's like a one very it's it's one aspect of Ed Gein that's kind of adopted to to cinema but you also have films like uh oh my gosh why am I blanking on the name I I did the research for this um (laughs) while you're remembering I want to point out that when you first said Psycho and I knew this but when it first said Psycho I thought of American Psycho yeah and I was like Christian Bell seemed like a pretty normal guy in that movie until he started killing (laughs) it's like oh Psycho the Hitchcock movie (laughs) please please someone remind me of the like hello Clarice oh Oh, Silence uh, of the Lambs Lambs. Silence of the Lambs thank you with uh, Hannibal Lecter I remember Hannibal Lecter Edgy wasn't a calendar he wasn't a cannibal was he no he he wasn't Uh, he was not but the uh, but uh, Hannibal Lecter is used as a like as a uh, they like go to him to get advice about how to catch this guy Buffalo Bill, 
who is oh. a skin suit guy. He's yeah. one of those. He's very, very, like, there's not much that's told about him, um, like, mentally wise, but you know that it's, I mean, it's very heavily uh, inspired yeah. by Ed Gein because he skins people and um, kidnaps, you know, you know young women. Um, you, I don't know if they know why. It puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, uh, horses. And, like, Dude, I think you horses even see him, I think you even see him, like, trying on one of the suits in the movie. Um and I need to so watch yeah, that one. I watched one of the it? the only one I've seen on the I've oh, seen Psycho, good. but the other one that I've seen that's uh, on here. Well, I've seen I've seen actually a bunch of them. Never mind. <laughs> Another one that you haven't mentioned. I'm not going to spoil. If you are going to say it, uh, I believe that. Well, I mean, there's not much to uh, Silence of the Lambs relation to Ed Gein besides the serial killer that they're trying to hunt. Yeah, I, I was talking about another movie. There's another movie I've watched this, on here. But the third one that is also probably pretty uh, recognizable will be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I've seen that one. Except, I've seen that one. Except he just wears a skin. He just wears a mask. Yeah, I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen that. That's the one that I have. That's the only the, one I haven't seen. <laughs> the only one of I've course. seen is like the 2011 remake of it or 2014. One of those really new ones. <laughs> I got you both beat. I saw the Angry Video Game Nerd episode. Oh my god! Faces chasing around so I can play the. He's uh, so he can play the the video game. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know much about that <sighs> to be honest. So I can't say if one of you guys wants to uh, wants to. Um, clarify about that story. All no, I know is I that he he just wears a skin a skin mask. He, I don't yeah, think he, he wears like, a whole skin suit. They're all cannibals. It's another cannibal story. They neat. They capture people from the side of the road. Uh, oh, it's multiple they, people. Or am I thinking of the same movie? I should be. Should be. And then he Texas like Chainsaw Massacre. Or are you, you I thought Texas be, Chainsaw was be, one person. Am it I? Was, it was Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. What am I thinking about? Who's a badass character in Mortal Kombat 10, by the way? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking about a different movie? No, because another one that he influenced also. So we're actually getting more and more away from like his direct influence. But yeah, now like, we're getting into goofy little shit. aspects here and there. But uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, dude. Mm. And the Devil's Rejects. Was no, I don't know which was... one I saw then. Hmm. It's got like Arlie hmm. Army and all. No, uh, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking No, wait. Like... Uh. I don't know. I, I I don't know. He, guys, if you go look at the list of movies that were influenced by this dude, there's it's a big like, long list. It's a yeah, lot, and so there's a musical. It, <laughs> a musical. There's based an on Ed Gein musical. Yeah, if in 2010 there's uh, Ed Gein the musical. Oh no. Uh. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh Jesus. Why? No, what I'll be watching tonight. Go to sleep. <laughs> I miss. My mom so much. It's like featuring uh, songs written by Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I'm gonna skin this bitch. Um, uh, no disrespect I mean, intended to the. To I think the, the I, of that. I think like in in relation to pop culture, like it's just it's very interesting how his story, which a lot of people don't like, often think about. Like he's he's not really a serial killer that people like. When you think of serial killers, you think of like, um, uh, the the hot guy from California, whatever that dude's name is. I not I'm not good with serial killers, so I don't know. How to, uh, oh, dude, I know who you're talking about. He's really Jeff famous. <laughs> Ted Bundy. Noah, Jeff Bezos isn't kidding. from California. Ted you Bundy. Ted Bundy. You notice I didn't say he's not a serial killer. I said he's not from California. <laughs> um, I know who you're talking about. The guy Bundy who from? used to act. 
yeah, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. Ted he used Bundy. to act okay. like he sprained his arm so that like yeah. people, cause he was really attractive. Yeah. And so people, yeah. 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 It is Bundy. We need to get Ted into Bundy. him. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Guy. Ladies like Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. I have yeah, those glasses. Like, Got the glasses that look like his. There's just like, there's a lot more serial killers that people think of before they think of Ed Gein, but like the stuff that Ed Gein does is very like horrific. Like, I mean, all of them are horrific, but like his, especially because of like the whole like skin suit and like stealing bodies and like, just, it's just, it's a step beyond like murder. And it's just like defacing, you know, corpses and stuff. It's like, it, it, I think it um, in a in a in a way it inspires people not to do the same thing, but it, it like it gives people like story inspirations, you know, to kind of tell his not his story, but kind of adapt the what he did into like an, a compelling like villain or something. And I think I think that's that's what I gained from um, <laughs> gained. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm really with the puns today. Um, but that's kind of what I got from it is like people, you know, more so than any, cause you see a lot of, you'll, you'll see a lot of like, um, documentaries or like biopics about these, uh, these serial killers and stuff like Ted Bundy and all that. But you don't really see that about Ed Gein. You see more like stories kind of taking what he did and turning it in a more like cinematic or, 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 um, uh, narratively compelling way. Yeah, just kind of taking elements. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, because the thing is, is like, if you think about it, his body count was not that high. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was obviously tragic that he killed the people that he did, but at the same time, when you start talking about somebody like, um, like Dahmer, I mean, Mm -hmm. Dahmer was, I think he got convicted on like maybe thirty or forty victims, but he was rumored and confessed to like over a hundred or something. Like, my God. Um, yeah, Dahmer. I mean, the guys like that were prolific. Like, they were killing everybody, like, that they could get their hands on. And Gein didn't do that. Gein was actually more reserved. Um, The true horror in Gein was what he did after he killed people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, then again, Dahmer, also, he ate them. He was a cannibal. So, Mm -hmm. um, if I I recall correctly. uh, Listeners, listen. (laughs) On YouTube, if I got this wrong, if we got any facts wrong... Drop them in the comments. Oh yeah. Drop them in the in the comments. All right. And then I'm and not gonna. Re- I'm just <laughs> but you guys, you guys actually <laughs> dictated. If you just like the video, you uh, you won't we won't be able to tell because they took it away. <laughs> but you know what actually Topical. kills a lot more than uh, Dahmer, Bundy, and Gein combined. What? Awesome virtual uh, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> So guys, I did want to I did want to take I did I did want to take Sorry. a second to actually uh, highlight our sponsor, uh, which is Fun Team Events. They're great. They do virtual events, hybrid events, in person events, all that good stuff. They're wonderful. Uh, good friends of the podcast. Go to uh, go to funteamevents.com slash podcast and book a call with them and see about doing an event with your team. And then uh, beyond that, um, maybe if everybody on the team is actually all happy. They won't uh, crack mentally and then go kill a bunch of people. So everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. You won't have any gonna, murderers in your group if you use fun team events. If you use fun team events. So we are we are freedom fighters fighting for the freedom of people to not be murdered. Or okay? exactly. all the serial killers can come together and they can do a fun team event and plan on the next one. <laughs> exactly. Have you guys actually seen that? Have you guys seen like that? It's a... Uh, 
it's like Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and like all those other guys, and they're like having a picnic and just like hanging out. <laughs> I've seen a lot of comics um, like that, four panel comics like that. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, you know, so yeah, once again, funteamevents.com slash podcast. Go check them out. They're wonderful. And then beyond that, um, so I mean, I think that like, I think the, the thing about it is, is this is going to sound so weird, but hear me out. I don't think Gein's story is sexy. There's no sexy element no. to it. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he was obsessed with his mom. He dug up dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like he was a corpse digger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a resurrectionist that wasn't on the, you know, the payroll of a doctor, unofficial <laughs> resurrectionist. Just saying. Um, he was, he you know like there's nothing sexy about it. There's like, somebody like Bundy. There's actually a very sexy element to it. And I know that sounds weird, but okay, yeah. if you think it's weird, then I want you to look at the statistics regarding serial killer podcasts and get back to me, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Because you and I know, and I honestly think some people, um, I'm not going to say like genders or anything like that. I'm just going to say that I think some people out there, uh, they have, I think they like like the idea of like having a serial killer come after them. I think that's like a, like a it's not like a real life thing. It's like a fantasy thing yeah, that yeah. they would like to yeah. be stalked. Um, but then even taking that into account, which I do think is a thing, Gein fucking he just kills you and then he uses your your skin to make a lamp. Like there's nothing sexy. Yeah, he doesn't it's care just about not you. Sexy. He just cares about. He just wants you for your skin. Yeah, he just wants your skin. Yeah, so make sure you moisturize. Yeah. You know what moisturize I mean? Moisturize me, anybody? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if you have like ashy skin, maybe he maybe he'll leave you alone. He like. He's like getting ready to kill you, and he's like, "Oh my, oh my oh god. god, what's Look your at skincare? Those elbows. Oh god, your complexion is you terrible. Use, you use products on your skin. I prefer the all natural stuff. Honestly, not gonna lie. You just Blood. use cream on your face. That's it. Oh god, I can't. <laughs> so disgusting. Um, when I use your face for a mask, there can't be a zit on it. Do you know how uh, stupid it looks when you cut out a hole in a skin mask? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by uh, Ed Gein's uh, skincare routine. Uh, from Jeez. L'Oreal. Oh, my oh, no. gosh. I don't know. See, Gein's skincare routine. We thought about <laughs> doing that, and I'm kind of glad we did it. I, I I, love, you know her name. You know her name. You know Bay. Bay. <laughs> but, Bay okay. Lee. Bay so Lee. She does her makeup while talking about this. And I think that's, there is like, uh, Pope was saying there is a part of, you know, society. I'm not going to say which part, uh, predominantly it is, but uh, Republicans. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm in general, kidding, there is a certain uh, one of the many genders that very much loves <laughs> serial killers. Um, and I don't know. I think part of me thinks that we it would have been funny to do our. We were planning on doing our makeup while doing this episode. I think it, part of it would we be funny. Makeup. Part of it also makes me think it's slightly disrespectful. I don't know why. <laughs> like I'm like what. Yeah, it's like you're not why. taking it seriously. You know? Yeah, you're not taking it seriously. There ain't nothing makeup. disrespectful about Pope and Eyeliner. Okay? <laughs> Pope and Eyeliner looks good. I rock that shit. Okay? I'm that, just saying. I think maybe, like, I don't know. And we, but like we splitting also, our we, attention, you know, between, like, watching something or, like, I don't know, uh, you know, while we talked about splitting this, Splitting our attention really offensive. between yeah. an award ceremony <laughs> and a podcast oh. that's going out to the internet I for the rest of your life. That's but, the joke. I mean, part of it is such that a, such, we win. No one would ever do that here. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. No. I'm <laughs> not watching though, some sort of stupid-ass <laughs> Genshin, Genshin Impact no. advertisement right now. Genshin Impact. I think 
But part of me thinks that, Which like, this episode is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm gosh, sorry. I wish. I, I think stop. that. I think. Now, this is going to be really mean to Bay, but I think we did the story and the history a little more justice. You know what I'm saying? So, also, sometimes they don't do their own research. I love her, but she doesn't do her own research sometimes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm now, she's never going to come on here now. She's going to be like, wow, original Nick over here. But I think because they like, they get to the fantas- the fantastic parts of it. They don't go into the deep dive and they don't talk about you know, if, if they do talk about mental illness, it's like a footnote. Um, hmm. I, I The videos I did watch about Eggy, and they, they they just talk about what he did, when he did it, and the, the what he had on culture. I mean, we went down into mental illness wasn't really a thing until now. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it was a thing. Widely it wasn't widely recognized. It wasn't recognized until now. The yeah. state of mental institutions from the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, and what they are now in America... Um, so I think that we just did we did a little more justice to the the picture as a whole. I I love these other YouTubers and I think they're fantastic. Thank you for making the content for me to do research, but I think part of me thinks that we did it a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I will I will kind of like wrap up with this cuz we're about at that time, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't um, I do want to say that I think that if there's anything that I could advise people or ask people to walk away from this conversation with and it's pursuant to what nick was saying is actually not that there's really crazy people out there who do really crazy things because that's true that's a fact it's just the way it is um but actually the relation of mental illness and nature versus nurture and our feelings toward it because there's a lot of things in society where we knee jerk and we say okay well this person killed somebody they should die Mm -hmm. And it's not that black and white. There's a lot more that goes into it, and there's a lot more consideration that needs to be given. And do consider that one day you might accidentally do something. Uh, I'm going to say accidentally, but you might find yourself in a situation where you accidentally do something where your mental capacity has to be tested, and people Mm -hmm. are calling for you to be killed. Mm -hmm. And on that time, I advise temperance if that ever happens. I'm not saying sympathize with Gein. I'm not saying sympathize with any of these serial killers. Yeah. What I am saying, though, <clears throat> is that we still do not understand the human brain nearly as much as we like to think. And people like this, I think, start, serve as stark reminders that the the mind is a weird place and that it still needs to be understood a lot better before we can make any definitive calls Mm-hmm. on what exactly the value of a life is and you know when we give it up and that's without getting political you know it's just yeah. um i think that's the wider conversation that is important uh and a takeaway um beyond that um do you guys have any <clears throat> guys have any last notes any shout outs anything else um not really i do twitch sometimes that's about it twitch.tv slash fisher not all the time but sometimes mm-hmm. um i don't really have any shout outs right now i'm just doing this i started to do a stream once a week now uh other than that i'm i'm really busy at my day job <laughs> so i don't really it's, this is it <laughs> wait are you actually doing streams only every once a week i'm doing Let full know, plays <laughs> yeah never tell a brother never hit me no. up yeah. never say hey you want to come out Pope? Let me know. No. okay i'll give you now. i'll give you a hint right now i'm playing call of duty 4 and i'm making fun of military enthusiasts who are here in america <laughs> That's, uh, I'm ex-military. Yeah. No, 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 no
six foot, five hundred pound chubby boys who walk around with their AR fifteens in the backfield and they shoot each other in the head on accident. I'm an American soldier, an American. Uh, they put um, a swag okay. rock underneath that. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the Chevrolet commercials rock. Um, so I do actually want to uh, point something out to you guys. Uh, I don't. I really like the self promoter pimp or whatever, but I will say that uh, I do on the Macabre Masters YouTube. I do have a series. Pope explains. Mm. Uh, Nick's going to be doing one as well, and we're going to get Noah in for some guesting. Um, and so I'm make sure to go check out Pope Explains. I, I think you would do it excellent if you did do it. I but just don't. I don't have. No, I don't have. I'm not. I'm not knowledgeable about, enough about like certain topics. You know. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually really a shame because we don't have this device that we can use where we can look up anything <laughs> we could ever possibly want. I don't. I mean, if that happens, guys, then maybe day. I would have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I do. I do have the Pope Explains thing, and I, I put a lot of work into it. So mm-hmm. go go check very it out. High quality, very high quality. Oh yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. With that, this has been Macabre Masters on Ed Gein. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. And we will see you on the next episode, which is going to be about we haven't determined yet. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Later. Later. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, the Mothman. And there have been some personal changes around here. Uh, some weird things have been happening. So we decided to uh, work together instead of working apart. That's right. Mothman and Macabre Masters are together and one in the same. Now, with that said, you should know a few things. The first one is that these guys are on Apple Podcasts. They're awesome. Go rate and review them on there. Go check out the videos on YouTube. They're slower, but worth it. I mean, somebody has to put in all those pictures. It's not easy, okay? It's not easy. Beyond that, make sure to check out Lorecast. That's Lore-Cast. For more Nick, Beetlemilk.com and Beetlecast for more Pope. Check out Noah C. Fisher at YouTube for more Noah. And check out Fapping for the Mothman on Amazon, my latest book. It is a real thing. It is not a cryptid. The book exists. There's also apparently one by Chuck Tingle, so go check that out as well. Beyond that, have an amazing, amazing, amazing